Good morning. It's so good to see all of you here. My name is Greg Vicaro. I'm one of the pastors here. And hey, we are in the middle of a series about prayer. But it's not just prayer, it's dangerous prayer, right? So how many of you would say that you would love for God to build your faith and to strengthen your prayer life? Would you raise your hand? What about the rest of you? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so, you know, I, I think the problem with some of us is that, and I know in my life too, sometimes I just pray safe prayers, right? I, I'll, I'll pray things like um, when, I'm, when I'm in need, right? Lord, would you help me, God, right? How many of you pray over your meal, right? Okay, hopefully all of us would pray over our meal. But now this is going to separate the men from the boys, so to speak, right? How many of you pray for a parking spot up close during Christmas time when you're going shopping at the mall? Anybody? Do you see God answer those prayers? Like, I mean, what is it that we pray for, right? What, what is it that we come to God for? And I think if we're honest with ourselves and with each other, maybe some of us, we're, we're praying prayers that are pretty simple. We're praying prayers that are pretty safe. And Steve started off our series last week, and he mentioned it comes from a book by Craig Gershell called Dangerous Prayers. Prayers like, search me, break me, send me. You know, I remember when I was young, I, I got saved when I was 10. And very early on, I, I started to pray prayers like that, except I put a caveat on it, right? I said, Lord, I'm willing, to do where, I'm willing to do whatever you have for me. God, send me anywhere. Lord, just don't send me to Africa, right? I don't know what it was about Africa, but I was scared to death about going to Africa. So here's the irony. He sends my son as a missionary to Africa. Dan's been there for five years in Africa. And now I go to Africa when I want to visit my son. So somehow God got me to go to Africa. But first he took my son there. So Steve suggested that we all pray a certain prayer at the end of service last week. What was the, what's the prayer we've been praying all week? Hopefully you know it because you've been praying it. Make me bold. Yeah, that's a, that's a dangerous prayer. God, would you make me bold? Well, this morning we're going to be looking at, a, at another dangerous prayer. It's called, Lord, speak to me. And you know, the, when, when Jesus died on the cross for our sins, it wasn't just so that we could receive salvation and be forgiven of our sins. It was so that God could have a relationship with us. That's what God so desired. So you may be here this morning saying, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You're saying, you want me to pray, Lord, speak to me? Like, does God, does God speak to me, to a human? Yes, see, God wants to be in relationship with us. That's why he sent Jesus to die on the cross for us. That's been God's desire all along. So it's not just one way, though. It's a conversation that God wants us to have. You know, and I, I remember um, in John ten twenty seven, Jesus says this, my sheep listen to my voice. I know I know them and they follow me. So we're going to be looking at a, at a story this morning in 1 Samuel 3. It's, it's about a young boy. Samuel was probably in fifth grade. So if you don't know the story, Samuel's mom could not have children. And she would go to the temple with her husband and she would just cry her heart out to the Lord. And she, she said to God, God, if you would give me a child, I'll give that child back to you. And, and that child will grow up in the temple and serve you all the days of his life. And God blessed Hannah with a little boy named Samuel, right? So we read in 1 Samuel 3, starting in verse 1, it says this. Meanwhile, the boy Samuel served the Lord by assisting Eli. Eli was the high priest. And now in those days... Messages from the Lord were very rare, and visions were quite uncommon. So let's just stop for a minute. What are those days? 
right? This is in the Old Testament. It's very different from the New Testament. We've been talking about how when Jesus left this earth, he said, look, I'm not going to leave you alone. I'm going to give you what? I'm going to send the comforter. I'm going to send the Holy Spirit to you to baptize you and to fill you with his power. But in the Old Testament, they didn't have the Holy Spirit because Jesus hadn't come yet. So whenever God would move in the Old Testament, it would be like the Holy Spirit would come down, move, and then he would return. And in the time of Eli, it had been a while since they'd heard from the Lord. So one night, verse 2, one night Eli, who was almost blind by now, had gone to bed. And the lamp of God had not yet gone out, and Samuel was sleeping in the tabernacle near the ark of God. Suddenly the Lord called out, Samuel. Yes, Samuel replied, what is it? And he got up and he ran to Eli. Here I am. Did you call me? Uh, I didn't call you, Eli replied. Go back to bed. So he did. Then the Lord called out again, Samuel. Again, Samuel got up and went to Eli. Here I am. Did you call me? I didn't call you, my son, Eli said. Go back to bed. Samuel did not know the Lord because he had never had a message from the Lord before. So the Lord called a third time, and once more Samuel got up and went to Eli. Here I am. Did you call me? Then Eli realized it was the Lord calling the boy. So he said to Samuel, go and lie down again. And if someone calls again, say, speak, Lord, your servant's listening. So Samuel went back to bed. And the Lord came and called as before, Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel replied, speak, your servant is listening. And then God went on. To, to tell Samuel things that were going to happen in the future. Things that were, were difficult probably for Samuel to hear because he was speaking about Eli and the, son, the, the sin of Eli and his sons and, and that God was going to be removing his presence from Eli and he was going to be asking Samuel to, to lead the people on. But this whole prayer, speak, Lord, your servant's listening. You know, there was a time when I was in college that I really wanted to have that conversation with God. And, and, and I would take different times to, to pray and to fast and, and to, to really try to say, Lord, I, I don't want to just um, pray to you. I want to listen to you. I, I want to have conversation. And, you know, I remember a time when I was leading a small group. I was, it was probably a, as a junior or senior in college. And um, there was a really difficult situation that we had in our small group. Some things I needed to communicate. I didn't know how to communicate to it. Uh, so I, I remember going down to the dining hall one night and, uh, you know, our, our college, it wasn't just, you know, one line of food. It was like different buffet style. You had, you could go to this section, this section, this section. So a lot of different choices and you never knew where you're going to sit. We only had two meals a day in my college plan. So maybe your friends would be there. Maybe they wouldn't be. It was, it was just a hit or miss thing. So I remember getting my food, kind of looking around, you know, you look, anyway, my friends here, nobody's here that I know. So I just sat down by myself and I'm thinking about this situation saying, Lord, what am I going to do? How am I going to communicate what I need to communicate? And I hear someone call my name. It was Greg. So I get up and I look around expecting to see a friend and I don't see my friend. So I sit down and I go back to eating my meal and then clear as day, I'm, I'm eating my meal and I hear someone call my name again, Greg. And I get up and, I, and I'm looking around like, Who's calling my name, but I don't see anyone. And you know what? I'm just kind of being funny with myself maybe, but I remember this story about Samuel, right? So I said, Lord, speak. Your servant's listening. Clear as day, again in the same voice. It just sounded like a friend. Isn't Jesus a friend to us, right? The Lord speaks to me. I've taken care of it. And, and then like, oh my gosh, I just got like goosebumps all over. Like 
God, was that, was that you speaking to me? Like, oh my gosh, what is going on right now? And you know what God did? He took care of the situation. It was the most amazing experience I've ever had in my life. Only that time. You know, you can decide for yourself if it was God speaking or not. I know what I think, but I'm telling you, when you pray this prayer, speak, Lord, your servant's listening. God, God will find a way to communicate to all of us. It, it may not be in an audible voice. It doesn't have to be in an audible voice. But if there's anything you get out of today's message, this would be the thing I want you to take away from today's message. Prayer is not just talking. Prayer is pausing to listen to what God has to say. Right? That's what it means to be in a relationship. So, so think for a moment, who is your best friend? And why is that person your best friend? Right? It's hopefully not just because you read emails, texts, and, uh, you know, and have phone conversation. That person's probably your best friend because you spend time with them, right? You're in relationship with them. And, and then because you have that relationship, when you get a text message or you get a, a phone call or an email, like it, it, it makes sense and it fits, right? But if, if all you had was emails, phones, and texts, that probably it wouldn't be the same relationship. And see, God wants to have a relationship with us. If, if you're here this morning and you've never experienced the power of God in your life where you've said to him, Jesus, I know you gave your life to me for me on the cross. Now I'm giving my life back to you. Lord, I want to serve you with all I am. That's how we start a relationship. So if you're here and you're like, this is foreign. I've never heard God speak to me. My first question would be, are you in relationship with him? Have you ever given your life to him? So, Prayer is not just talking. Prayer is pausing and listening to what God is going to say. The question really isn't, is God speaking? The question more is, are we listening? Right? I, I believe that God is always speaking. The question really for me is, am I tuned in to what his spirit wants to say? So, so how do we hear God? What does that even look like? Let's, let's break that down for a minute. You know, it's, it's interesting, as, as Bobby was sharing this scripture on, hey, be still. This is what Psalm 46.10 says, be still and know that I am God. I'll be honored by every nation. I'll be honored throughout the world. You know, and, and it's very difficult in this fast-paced world we live in. It's countercultural to try to be still. We're, we're driven. We're always on the move. We're always trying to accomplish something. I'm probably the worst enemy of my, myself that I'm very results-oriented. And it's like, if I don't deliver something at the end of the day, like, why did I live today? There's got to be a result. But I love what it says in, in the message translation. It says, step out of the traffic, right? Take a long, loving look at me, your high God, above politics, above everything, right? What would it look like for us to just step out of the traffic for a moment in, in our day. You know, I, I try first thing in the morning to step out of the traffic to just have a time where I can be alone with the Lord. I don't know if you've ever tried that, but what would it look like for us to do that? You know, I, I know all of us have very different lives. You know, some, especially young moms, right, that we just dedicated today. It's hard for you to like stop caring for your baby for a period of time. They need 24-7 care. But God can speak in Proverbs, it says that, that wisdom is crying out in the streets. Like God can even speak above the noise. He has a way of getting to us. But what would it look like if we would step out of the traffic at times and just take some time aside for us to be still and to listen to what he says? So how does God speak to us? Some of the ways that I find in the word, this isn't comprehensive, but some of the ways that I find that God speaks is he speaks through his word. 
So what does that look like? You know, there's, there's times when I'm reading, let's say, in Leviticus, right? And I read on my phone, and I'm kind of going like this. <laughs> like, oh, my gosh. Like, do I really care about mold, and do I care about this and that? Like, wow, Lord, I, I'm not getting anything out of this. And then there's times where, oh, my gosh. Like, has this been in the Bible all the time I've been reading it? Like, where did this verse come from? And, and God just drops it from my head to my heart. That's how he can speak to us through his word. So if, you are, if you're here today and you say, I don't really hear God, then my question is, are you reading his word? Because if you're reading his word, God speaks through his word. God also speaks through people, right? Oftentimes, I, I'll get emails about, not, not about the message, but about like the word that Ed gave right after worship, right? Because that's a time where we're listening to the Holy Spirit and that sometimes communicates even more than the message does to people in terms of touching their hearts. God speaks through people. Sometimes I feel like I have a direct line to God and it's called my wife Meg, right? Because she will say some things to me and she never says, thus says the Lord. But like, I'm a better father, I'm a better husband, I'm a better pastor because I listen to my wife. And so many times she has the word in season for me. I may not receive it at first. I may be a little defensive and I'm like, no, that's God speaking to me. I need to listen. And when I listen and I take it to heart, you know what? I'm a better person for it. God can speak through people. He also speaks through circumstances, right? I don't know if you get the Shiloh News. It's a weekly email that comes out every Friday. If, if you don't get it, maybe fill out the I'm New card or you can go on our website at the bottom. It says, I want to subscribe. But this past week, I talked about Revelations 4, 7, and 8 where God is the God that opens a door no man can shut and he shuts a door that no man can open in our lives, right? God can speak through circumstances. It's just one of the ways he speaks. I, I never want to put a lot of stock in just circumstances because the enemy can also create a circumstance that looks just as real. But God's the only one that can open a door no man can shut. So have you ever tried to say, oh, I want to open this door, I want to make it work and the door's just not opening, Right? He also shuts the door no man can open. Right? Or, or when he opens the door, we're like, Lord, I think this is the will that you have for me. Well, you know what? Like, you don't have to sweat it because if it's God, he'll open the door for you. And no man can shut it. Right? So God can speak through our circumstances. And lastly, the, the example I'll give you is he speaks by his Holy Spirit. So really in the first three, we find the Holy Spirit at work. It, who is it that speaks through the word of God to us as we're reading it? It's the Holy Spirit. When my wife is talking to me, she talks a lot. But there's times when I'm focused in like laser locked. Oh my gosh, what Meg is saying right now, that's the Holy Spirit speaking right to me. Right? There's times in our circumstances where you might feel like, oh, this is just a coincidence. And then there's times, you know, oh my goodness, this is, this is a God incident. Like God is speaking right now through my circumstances. I need to listen. I need to open up my eyes. Right, and there's also times that the Holy Spirit just speaks directly to our spirit. Right, so a couple of weeks ago we talked that as human beings, 1 Thessalonians says this, that we're a body, a soul, and a spirit. And as a body, soul, and a spirit, God wants to communicate, but he can't communicate to my body. He doesn't communicate to my soul. No, his spirit talks to my spirit. Right, and this is what we find in John 4, 24. For God is spirit. And those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. See, we communicate to God spirit to spirit. But how do I understand what, what's happening in my spirit that comes through my mind, right? That's how my body is connected, body, soul, and spirit. God speaks to my spirit, but it comes as a thought in my mind. So maybe you've had the situation where 
You know what? You don't know why, you don't know how, but you just knew something. And you just had a certain, maybe you call it a premonition, but it was, it was deeper than just a premonition because you felt like, I don't know, I sense God saying that I need to go do this or I need to do that or I've got to make a phone call to someone, send a text, send an encouraging word to someone, right? Maybe you're in the line at the grocery store and you feel the presence of God and and God speaking to you. Hey, I want you just to go say to the person in front of you this word. You're like, that's the craziest. Why would I ever do that, Lord? They're a stranger. Did you ever have these conversations with God where, where you feel like God is asking you to do something? That's why we started to pray last week, be bold. Lord, would you make me bold? Because there's times that God speaks to us and we don't act on it, right? And and there's nothing more disappointing. I'm never more disappointed in myself when I feel like God has spoken to me. And and like Steve said, you kind of come to the open door, you look both ways and you're like, yeah, not today. And then you're like, oh, Lord, I missed it. You know what? God has grace for us in those moments, he, he loves us with an unfailing love. It's not whether we, we act or we didn't act. But I'm telling you, when you pray, Lord, would you make me bold? And then you step into situations, whatever it might be, and you see God move, there is nothing that lights you on fire and makes you feel like, wow, Lord, you, you would use me? How could that even be possible? Lord, would you speak to me? But here's the question that I always wrestle with, and maybe you wrestle with it as well. When you're in those moments and you feel like, is this a God thing? Is it not a God thing? Right? Is it God or me? So how do we know? Right? Here's one, one way that some, some tests that we can do about, is it the Lord speaking to us or is it just ourselves? First of all, God will never share something against his word. Right? If, if you ever get a message and the message is, is, is condemning, God isn't a condemning God. If the message brings fear in you, God, God never speaks in fear. He doesn't speak in, in shame or anxiety. That's not the voice of God, right? God's not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. If you get a message that's loving, is it generous? Is it kind? Is it redemptive, right? You're, we're looking for messages that, that are consistent with the character and the nature of who God is. But then there's also those times where, all right, you wonder, is it my emotions or is this the Holy Spirit of God speaking to me? Like, how do I know the difference there? Right, anybody ever have that question? Because I have that question a lot. And, and this is what I look at in Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. And lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. So, you know, in those times when I'm not sure, God, is this me or is this you? I say, God, I'm giving you all that I am. Lord, I'm trusting in you. And I'm going to believe that you're going to make my path straight. So, Lord, if I've been praying and I'm getting this sense, I'm just going to take a step of faith and I'm going, to, I'm going to step into it right now. And, you know, as I do that experience after experience, I now have the ability to look back and say, oh, you know what? I'm becoming more familiar with what it looks like to hear God's voice. Have I been right all the time? No, there's times I step into something. And I'm like, I, I feel this and... And it's just a dud. And I'm like, okay, maybe that was just my emotion. That really wasn't the Holy Spirit. But I've got enough experiences walking with the Lord now where I can say, yeah, you know what? I start to, to get a sense and discern. How does it look? What does it feel like to me when it's my emotion versus God speaking to me? Ask someone for help if you're not sure. We, we had a, a camp this summer for the youth group called Shine Camp. And I remember that first night I had a, a wonderful conversation with this, with this guy named Ethan. He, he gave his testimony on the video if you saw it. You know, why did I pray for Ethan? There was over 20 kids at camp. 
There was a number of leaders. Any one of us could have gone up to Ethan. But you know what? I felt like God was saying, I need you to go talk to this young man. All right, so I did. And we got into a conversation where he's like, Greg, I really want to get to know what it, what, it hear, what it feels like to hear God's voice. I'm like, great question, Ethan. So we had a wonderful conversation. We prayed. And, and I said, you know, after discussing it, I said, Ethan, let's pray together and ask God to not only speak a word to you this weekend, but you're going to step out in faith and you're going to know that you're going to know it was God's, God's word speaking to you. And you know what? God cued it up. He, he set an experience where he, he gave Ethan something that he wanted him to go and pray for this other kid uh, after worship time, you know, when there was a ministry time happening. So, so Ethan kind of goes up and he's like, uh, I'm not really sure, but I think God wants me to pray for you. And he starts to pray for this kid and, and the kid just starts to weep and bawl. I'm like, this isn't a kid that cries. And, and Ethan's saying stuff. He's like, I didn't even know for a moment what was I saying, but he's praying over this other, other kid. And God just moves by his Holy Spirit. Like now Ethan can look back at that experience and, and he's got one marker. Okay, was it my emotion? Was it God? I'm going to go with it was God because I saw the result of what happened in this kid's life. And practice makes better, right? There's going to be times you step out saying, Lord, make me bold. And, and you step out and it isn't, it isn't the Holy Spirit. That happens. It's okay, right? There's nothing worse than just sitting in your car in the driveway and practicing driving when you're not moving the car, right? It doesn't, doesn't do anything, right? The GPS can't recalculate unless you actually start driving down the road. But if we're driving down the road and we make a mistake recalculating, right, the Holy Spirit will put you back on track. It's not a big deal. It's better to be moving down the road than to be sitting still in the driveway, right? So practice makes better. But it's not just being still, Because even as I know we're talking about hearing God's voice, some of you will be still, but you're like, yeah, that scares me to death to think about God speak to me. You want me to pray God speak to me? Yeah, I do. And I think with be still goes be willing and be ready. Right? Because when God speaks to us, here's what I do in the morning. I have have a little notebook with me. Because if God is going to take the time to speak to me, man, I want to write it down. I don't want to just... Oh, yeah. Oh, thanks for speaking to me, Holy Spirit. No, that's a big deal. If God is speaking to me, I want to know it. I want to act on it. So I want to not just be willing. I want to be ready. So that's why I come into my time with with a notebook. Now, does God just speak to me when I'm in that be still? No, man, there's times where I'm having a meeting with someone. And as they're talking... All of a sudden, I'm listening, and the Holy Spirit's just saying, you need, to, you need to go here, you need to do that, you need to say this. And, like, it just flows, right? There's times I'm driving in my car, just listening to music, and all of a sudden, bam, I just start to get this impression in my spirit, and the thoughts in my mind are in tune. And it's like, wow, the Holy Spirit's speaking to me right now. I need to do this, I need to say that, I need to step into whatever. So there's a be willing, there's a, a being ready, so I want to give you an example, real-life example of something that happened this year. And it's going to affect all of us, so that's why I'm telling you. Right? So back in, I think it was February, probably February time frame, Percy Abbott, if you know Percy, he comes up to me and starts to tell me about this ministry called Saturate USA. And, and, and they uh, you know, have a goal of getting the gospel into every household in America. And it's a five-year goal they have, but they're looking with churches to partner and, and they provide all the materials you need to, to drop um, a little plastic sleeve on doorknobs. And, and they're asking churches to go out and canvas the neighborhood around their church. And Percy wants to know, hey, would Shiloh get involved in this? 
I'm like, yeah, I'll pray about that, Percy. I'm not so sure, right? So, so I'm praying about it, and, and Percy comes back to me and asks me again, and I'm like, yeah, Percy, I'm not sure, but, you know, I'm going to take it to the mission team and, and see what the mission team feels like. So I bring it up at our mission team meeting, our strategic meeting at the beginning of the year, and, and ask them their thoughts, and they're like, Greg, it's, it's Percy. Like, if Percy feels like God is asking him to do this, why wouldn't you just say, Percy will resource you and come alongside you? I'm like, yeah, good point. So I'll go to the elders. So I go to the elders and, and ask them, and pretty much they tell me the same thing the, the mission team did. So I think it's Easter Sunday morning, right? I see Percy, and I'm like, Percy, you know what? I've, I've prayed. I've talked with some other people, and, and yes, like, why don't you go and investigate this, and, and we'd like to better understand how do we partner with Saturate USA. So I, I leave, if you remember, right after Easter, I, I went to Kenya uh, to visit my son, right? So I went to Africa. God sent me to Africa, and this time I was willing. Um, so I get back from Africa. The day I get back, I'm in Logan Airport and I get a text message from Percy. Greg, can you call me by 4 p.m. today? I'm like, Percy, I just got back. Like, what is so important? I need to call you right away. So we're waiting for the little bus to come pick us up. So I call Percy. And he's like, Greg, you're never going to believe this. I called Saturate USA and they said there's another church in Manchester that already has 03101, 102, 103, 104. All four zip codes or four out of the however many there are, but it's our zip code. Another church has already got all the materials for those four zip codes. So he said, well, Percy, why don't you call the church? And he goes, well, no, that's what I did. Uh, let me finish the story. So I interrupt a lot. My wife tells me that. It's one of those times I need to listen, right? So all right, Percy continues the story. I called the church. And the pastor's like, oh my gosh, I have been praying for someone to call me about this. Because since COVID hit, I'd have to, I have had to leave full-time pastoring, and now I'm working a secular job, and our church can't handle these, this project anymore. Would your church take over all four zip codes, and, and can I give you the material? So what do you think Percy says? He says, of course. And Percy's question to me is, Greg, I have a pallet worth of material and I'm picking it up today at four. Where shallow can I put this? And I'm like, I want to go, Percy, what have you done? And I also want to say, God, what have you done? Like, oh my goodness. But you know, this is one of those moments, if, if God has put this in our lap, which I do believe he has, then okay, you know what? I'm going to be willing. I'm going to be ready. I'm going to step into it. So we start to plan a faith in action day. We start to work with other churches in the city to say, hey, would you do the neighborhood around your church? Would you do the neighborhood around your church? And we're starting to get a campaign of churches that are going out and taking a Jesus DVD, a little pamphlet that gives the gospel message and an invitation to church. And we're just hanging these as plastic sleeves. We're hanging them on doorknobs. So this is what we're going to be stepping into on November 7th for our Faith in Action Day as a church, right? So in previous Faith in Action Days, we've gone out and done service projects. This is going to be so cool because we're taking the gospel to prayerfully 3,000, 3,500 homes. I think it, if we get 100 people responding that we can all go out for an hour, I think we can do 3,000 to 3,500 homes. Imagine what God can do when we're praying and just dropping things on doorknobs, putting things on little mailbox hooks, putting them on fence posts, and, and just saying, God, would you use this material, get it into the hands of people that, that don't know you, that they would find you. So you can go to shiloh.cc, that's our What's Happening page, it takes you right there to sign up for this, but we need to know that you're going to be here and you're coming ready to go out. This is a Sunday where we'll just have some worship and then we're all going to head out of here. We'll break up into teams, We've, I've got training this afternoon with team leaders, so the team leaders will have already gone out with us and, and experienced it, so they'll, they'll know where you need to go, what you need to do. 
But as I've done this, here's what's happened. I, I walk to different houses and I, as I'm praying, I just hang a sleeve on a doorknob. Like, it's not that I'm really trying to engage people in conversation. It's not scary. I'm just putting a sleeve on their doorknob and saying, Holy Spirit, would you work through this? Now, there's been times I've actually walked up to a house and someone's been on the front porch. Can I help you? Sure. My name is Greg. I'm from Shallow Community Church. And you know what? I just got a, a, a movie about the life of Jesus and a, and a little pamphlet that tells you his life-changing message. Can I give it to you? Oh, sure. That's wonderful. What was the name of your church again, Shallow? Oh, yeah. I've seen the sign on Kelly Street. Thanks so much. And then I walk and then I go to the next house, right? So we're going to be doing this on November 7th. But you know what? We don't want to do it in in our own strength. We want to pray for the Holy Spirit to move in our hearts and to move as we're delivering this material to to different houses around here. So I've got two people that have have agreed to lead a prayer team, Ellen Kunis and and Heidi Karras. Um, They're going to lead a, a team for the whole month of October. So when you go on the website and you sign up, just below you're going to see Heidi's email asking you, do you want to join the prayer team? So each week, if you join the prayer team, they're going to send you a prayer point. They're also going to try to connect you in small groups that maybe you, you join with someone by text, by phone, in person. You go prayer walking. But whatever God has put on your heart, whatever time you have available, I want us as a church to be praying for this and, and expecting God to move. So that's November 7th. And I'm super excited about it. I think it's going to be so, so cool. So this week, what does it look like for us to be still, to be willing, to be ready, to expect for God to speak to us, not just that we're coming to him in prayer saying, Lord, I need this, I need this, I need this, I need this. Good talk. Thanks. Bye. Right? What does it look like for us to be still still in his presence and say, Lord, you know what? Here's what I need. But Lord, more importantly, I need to hear what what do you think about today? Lord, what's on your heart? What, what, what opportunities do you have for me to step into today that my, I might not already have? You know, I've found in my life, when I pray over my day, amazing things happen. Like, Lord, this day is just too full. All of a sudden, this meeting cancels, this meeting cancels, that one comes on. And, and, and like, God orchestrates the day when we give it to him and we pray into it. And we say, Lord, would you speak to me? Because God is always speaking. The question is, are we listening? So would you stand with me as we close in prayer today? You know, maybe you need wisdom for a major decision. Pray, Lord, speak to me. Maybe you felt like, you know what, God, I I don't know that I've ever heard your voice. Take some time this week. Get into his word. Say, Lord, speak to me as you read his word. Expect for him to speak to you. But but I'm praying that as as we prayed last week, Lord, make me bold. And now we pray, Lord, speak to me, that God is going to start to move by his spirit. And it is, it is so incredible when we get the power of the Holy Spirit because it's not us, guys. It's, it's only him. So, Father, we come to you, and I thank you, Lord, for this message of, of, Lord, speak to me. Lord, we ask by your spirit that this would be an amazing week for each one of us, God. Lord, we don't know what you have, but, but you do. And Lord, we want to step into all that you have this week. So Lord, I, I ask for each one that we would be able to take some time to be still. Lord, we'd be able to take some time, maybe even in the middle of the day, if, if it's a busy day, just to, to reflect on you for a, for a minute or two and to ask you for help for the rest of the day. But God, I, I ask by your spirit, you speak to us. And I thank you, Lord, for ministering to each one today and for blessing them, Lord. We pray your blessing today, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. So thank you so much for being here. Would you join us downstairs for lunch and uh, see you all down there? Thank you.